0: Hello, welcome to the Lean of Plants podcast. My name is Chelsea, and if you are struggling to lose weight on a plant-based diet, then this podcast is for you. While there are thousands of books, podcasts, and resources about the benefits of a plant-based diet, the reality is that being vegan does not guarantee losing weight. If you are feeling frustrated and confused about where to start, or you know exactly what you should be doing but you just can't seem to rustle up enough willpower to do it, then keep listening. In this podcast you'll learn the truth about plant-based weight loss but just as importantly how to use proven methods of behavioral change to turn what you know into lifelong habits that lead to getting and staying lean. can't wait to get started, let's do this. Hello, welcome to the podcast. We're going to be talking about cheat meals cravings. Should you have some indulgences? How do you manage this? How do you not let a cheat meal or a bit of a binge turn into an entire week or derail all of your progress? And how do you navigate this? Because there's just times when you want to have the burger and you want to sit down after a long, hard day being a mum. The kids are in bed and there's not enough ice cream for everyone and you sit down and you just enjoy it. Like those times exist. So I wanted to talk about this topic and I did a, an episode recently on YouTube. So if you're interested in hearing more about that with some visuals, then go and watch that video after you listen to the podcast. This is going to be much more of a deep dive into cheat meals and, and really how to navigate indulgences. And so we're going to talk about a a framework or a filter to use when you're making the decision of, should I eat some cheat meals? Should I be more indulgent? Is this going to be helpful for me or not? Talk about the filters that I use to make these decisions that have helped me to not only lose the weight, but then also keep it off, which when you look at statistics is actually a humongous feat to the point where there's a register that if someone keeps weight off for more than two years, it's so rare that you can actually register your success and it's like it's curious because it just doesn't really happen so this stuff does really work we've seen it work for a ton of other people inside of the lean of plants program as well and people who apply these strategies that's this how do you make like a next best choice how do you make a decision that is moving you towards progress we'll look at some practical ways to do that and then we're also going to look at like what's the goal what is the outcome that you're trying to achieve and how to best Set yourself up up for success to do that and to make empowered, uh, progress-driven choices rather than just having to be perfect all the time. The reason I think that this topic matters so much is that there's very, very few people who are going to be 100% consistent all the time. And while these people do exist, they tend to be the exception, not the rule. They tend to be the people that we idolize on Instagram or uh, that we see in books or they've written uh, they've written books or they do YouTube channels or there's someone in a position of influence. And so we look at what they're doing now. First of all, we don't really see the buildup of what's gotten them to that place. Secondly, we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. So it's very easy to get this idea that someone eats really, really well all the time when the reality is, is probably that they eat well most of the time and then there's all these things that you don't actually see and thought processes and habits that you're just not privy to because you get a highlight reel but also people that work out for a job people who post uh, social media content where they have a fitness program or they they have to be a certain level of leanness to look that way or they've been in athletics um, or an athlete, or they've done sports their entire lives, like gymnastics or something like that. If you look and you're comparing yourself or your habits and what you can realistically do, or what you can achieve over like a short period of time, like I, I believe that anything is possible for anyone over a longer period of time, but what you're doing on a day-to-day basis shouldn't necessarily mirror what you see someone else doing in order to get those kind of results. We have to look at it in a different way. And the most important question here is, what is gonna help you make progress? What is going to help you move from where you are now to a step in the right direction. So this is a vastly different way of looking at things. It's much less binary. It's much more along the lines of follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow, follow, follow. You've heard me saying that before. Most likely if you've been on the podcast. It's all about what's that next tiny step that I'm going to need to take. It's directional movement as opposed to right or wrong. And I think when I, when I really boils down to it. This is my biggest issue with this idea of cheat meals. And whether someone should do cheat meals or not. Because this whole idea of cheating implies that some foods are bad. It implies that you're doing something naughty. It gives you license to make decisions that are not in line with your long-term goals. Because cheating is an inherently bad thing. Like if you were to cheat on a test or cheat on your spouse, like there's no light in which that's positive. So when we're doing that on our diet, what we're implying is that there's a right way to eat. And there's a wrong way to eat and that we're making a conscious decision to choose to do something negligent. And, and I don't believe that that's the case for most people. I don't believe that that kind of mindset is actually helpful. So there's a difference between seeing this as do I do cheat, cheat meals or do I have things that even viewing this kind of like off plan, I think that we've got to ask ourselves because it's not a cheat if it's planned, like it's not a cheat. If it's if it's not bad. If it's not bad for you to do. Like it's it's almost like in the Batman one of the Batman movies where uh, I think the Joker is saying like as long as things it, it can be chaos, it can be crazy, but as long as it's planned, like no one cares, like no one loses their mind. It's totally fine. Like it just has to be planned, and I think that's the way that we need to think about this and and filter everything by what the goals that we have for ourselves are so i think there's three points or three main filters to use when when you think about this cheap meal idea off plan foods and how to navigate that on a personal level because it is going to be different for every person and the first one's what i've touched on is that you need to ask yourself what does progress look like for you because This idea of a cheat day, it doesn't take into account that success is going to look different in different situations for different people. And there's going to be times when if you chose the Oreo or the two Oreos or the four Oreos or the donut, that was a vast improvement to the sleeve of Oreos or the packet of donuts that you would normally buy and normally scoff down in your cupboard. Like if you eat one donut and you're done... For a lot of people, that's massive improvement. Even from a a purely physiological calories in, calories out standpoint, if your behavior was to improve so that when you did eat something that wasn't optimal for weight loss, you ate less than what you normally would and you didn't let that become a binge fest you'd be eating way less calories you'd most likely lose weight and so this is this kind of problem when we think about good or bad like good or bad behavior oh it's bad i ate the donut that that was off plan like that was a cheat i've been naughty whenever i hear that kind of phraseology it's worrisome to me it's troubling to me because it's thinking about this in terms of good or bad like it's a very binary thought process Instead of thinking about, is this improvement for me? Because we're, we can only go from where we are now. Like that's the only benchmark that we have. And so we talk about this a lot with our clients inside of uh, my program, Lean of Plants. And, and we talk about wins a lot. We celebrate progress a lot. That's a big, big part of our culture because we know that's what helps people to build more trust and build more momentum in themselves is when they can acknowledge and recognize progress. And so for a lot of the time... When we, when we think about what something is a cheat, if we take, if we ex- have this expectation that we need to be perfect and that we're either in the perfect camp or we're completely out of it because we had a bite of donut, therefore we, we may as well, our entire diet is ruined. So we may as well eat the whole box. If we have that kind of binary thinking, then we cannot be successful in the times when we're not going to be 100% perfect. And I want, it, I want to know, like, like, put up your hand if you are sick and tired of expecting yourself to be perfect, but then you've got years and years of behavior that is completely the opposite. Like, we're deluding ourselves, and I did this too. We're so deluding ourselves if we think that just because we've got, like, we've got a ton of motivation right now and that, like, our pain point is high and we've looked in the mirror and we're like, oh, yeah, like, summer's coming up. I, I really don't want to be, I really don't want to be like this come summer like I got to do something we're deluding ourselves if we think that somehow just because we saw that we're gonna have like perfect behavior now we're not so the biggest thing here is to move away from that this is a test that you can cheat on it's not a test it's just a yellow brick road it's a journey and that sounds so cliche but we've got to break all in all out patterns. Like This is the biggest thing that people struggle with that we've seen is that they are either completely perfect or they are stopped and they're snoozed on the side of the road. It's like that tortoise and the hare. The tortoise wins in the story. He, he gets ahead because he makes consistent progress. Whereas the hare, he comes out of the gate full speed ahead and he's going for it and he's going to he's got the his eyes on the prize and he's going to get there as fast as he can and then he lies down and naps so the biggest way to break this or the most important thing and the most the the most crucial first step is to to recognize that it It isn't a test to cheat on and we have to ask ourselves and use a different filter and that is what is the best decision that I can make in this moment? It's directional as opposed to being binary. Is this a decision that is improvement for me? Is this a decision that is moving me closer towards my goals or further away from them? Is this a decision where I can go, hey, Pat on the back, I improved even if it is in some teeny tiny small way. I made a little step forward rather than I gave up. Like essentially that's all this is. And so the how many meals that you have that are less than ideal, how compliant you are to your diet is going to be totally a function of where you come from and whether that is helpful or hindering to you is going to be a function of where you are starting from. And I hope that just that there gives you some freedom to allow yourself to focus on making progress and making decisions that are going to propel you forward rather than feeling guilty and bad for everything that is less than perfect. Because I've seen this time and time again the people that focus and get so worried about everything that they did that was less than perfect but they've made progress, they see worse results. Like, it's unfortunate, but it's so true. The people that are super hard on themselves that go like, oh, well, I mean, I went out to eat and I bought potatoes with me and I was really, really good. But then I had a sip of wine and I'm so bummed and I let myself down. I'm like, dude, like before you were like binge drinking, like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. Like, that's there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance there. Like, it's a little bit like, come on, like, please, like, give yourself a break. It's not helpful. It's not a behavioral mindset. It's not a helpful behavior um, or mindset to have. And this brings me into point two is that we want to be making decisions that propel us forward and we want to make decisions that feel like an improvement because that's going to build trust in ourselves. So when you're asking yourself like, hey, like, is this going to be something that feels like a progress for me? Then the reason that you want to do that is that over time you're allowing yourself to build trust in yourself and this is the biggest way that you stop a cheap meal from turning into a cheap week it was, is that if you make progress or even a binge or if you're on a weight loss journey and you you're losing weight for a period and then you've got other times like I said that success looks different in every different situation like success sometimes when you're struggling and you're you're really stressed, like success for a lot of people can be like not turning to the bottle. Like that can be success. Success can be like you don't turn to drugs and alcohol or some other kind of really super destructive behavior. And like maybe you have like some sugar. Like that, it's going to look different. And this is where the hard, this is the hard part because it's a lot harder to actually quantify that. But we can be, I believe, successful and make little steps in every moment, and we can ask ourselves what improvement looks like. The reason that this is so powerful is that at the moment, if you've got an all in or all out behavior kind of pattern, then you're going to see or you're going to feel very resistant to making little arbitrary steps. You're going to feel very resistant to calling progress eating five Oreos if normally you would eat six. You're going to be like, well, I failed. I totally failed on my diet. But if we, can, if we can recognize that as progress, then we can break the cycle. Because if you acknowledge and you understand progress, and it's really just that you didn't give up. There has to be some kind of, it's not just calling progress, progress for progress sake. I said that so many times. It's not just giving yourself a medal because you crossed the finish line. It's giving yourself a medal because you got up and tried when you didn't want to and you normally wouldn't. It's like it's not just because you participated. So it's not it's not this arbitrary thing. Like it, it is genuinely requires some effort. And a lot of the time it requires more effort than we've ever had to do before. Sometimes it requires more effort to in that moment where you want to normally get ice cream. Get just the lower calorie version of the ice cream. And, and then call it and know that that's a win for you and that's improvement. That might be more effort than it is that when you're really good, quote unquote, In your diet, you don't eat any ice cream. Like one of those might feel harder to you. It might be the one that looks like improvement when you'd normally give up. And so when you do this, it allows yourself to pat yourself on the back and go, hey, if I'm capable of making a really difficult decision, if I'm capable of sacrifice, if I'm capable of not giving up when it gets hardest and making a teeny tiny halting step forward, then I'm capable of making more When you do that a thousand times, you build trust in yourself. And there's this wonderful principle that if you can be, uh, if you can have responsibility for a little, you can have a responsibility for a lot. And so this is where this idea of like having to cheat really comes into having to be perfect all the time. And then it goes from having like complete responsibility to having none. That doesn't really work in terms of responsibility. (laughs) Like that doesn't really work in terms of discipline. It's It's never one or the other. It's a spectrum. So the more that we can teach ourselves and build trust in ourselves with the little things, the more that we're going to have overall responsibility. And we're not going to need to dip out of that because we've built that muscle. We're not going to need to have these huge cheat days or cheat weeks because we're going to know that we've we've built consistency in our behavior. We've built discipline through many, many times of that trust being built in ourselves that we can do hard things. So it's no longer this, like, oh, I need that in order to be successful. Because you're just harder. Like, you're just a, you're a stronger person. You're a, like, you're warrior, you've been through warrior training. The third thing that's really key to this, and this is probably actually where everything stems from, the most pivotal part is if you really feel like you need a cheat from your diet, then your diet's probably not sustainable. And it probably never is going to be anyway. If you need to break from what you're doing, then find a different approach The most important thing to think about here is whatever you're doing, like, can I actually do this for the rest of my life? Like, it might be hard right now and that's okay, but could I see myself doing this or creating a system where this would become my new normal? Some of those things is just going to take a bit of time. Like, if you are now going to the gym three days a week and you don't really, really love exercise and that's a struggle, you might go. You know what? I I this is this is really hard. But most of us can see a future where like going to the gym three days a week feels reasonable. Like it feels doable. When it comes to eating healthy and dieting, most of us would not be able to eat 800 calories. Or none, no one. You'd all, we'd all die. But we can't eat that like, 800 calories a day and actually sustain that we 're not going to be able to do a carnival diet or a keto diet or uh, a diet where we feel hungry, like if you feel hungry on anything that you 're doing what 's the chances that you 're going to keep that up for the rest of your life we don 't really make peace with hunger, like hunger causes people to sell their children and themselves and like and, and terrible things like people will do terrible, awful things for hunger it 's one of our most base human impulses is to satisfy our hunger so it's very very unlikely I would say nigh on impossible that if you feel hungry in your diet that you're going to be able to do that long term so we have to we have to give ourselves the the gift of creating a lifestyle through what we're eating that is going to feel like we could actually do that and then you're not needing to cheat because you actually enjoy what you're doing. And so a lot of that is just going to be a function of where you're coming from because if you come, again, like it's a starting point, right? Like if you come from a, a lot of restriction, if you come from having dieted a lot, then you're going to feel so much better about being able to eat potatoes and tons of food and not have to ever cut your portion sizes or count calories or count macros. Like that's going to feel like a holiday. Like that's what it felt like to me. So for me, when I started eating this, far, I was like, "This is this is like more freedom than I've ever had," apart from when I was binging. I was like, "This feels amazing! I can eat cooked food. I didn't know I could do that." So it wasn't actually that hard for me to keep on going because it was it was so much easier than what I thought I had to do. I know of other people, and I've I've worked with other people who they've never really dieted in their life, and so they come from eating Oreos and chips and all these other things, and. That being like a normal part of their life. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's not normal for me either. But any kind of diet is going to feel somewhat hard. It's going to feel more restricted than if you've never done that. Than like having a total free reign. Like going vegan is going to feel a lot more restricted if you've never had to. Um, if you've never had to like say no to anything in your life. And so again, this is all comes back to like asking yourself, what does progress look like for me? How is that going to be something that is moving me in the right direction? Is that going to feel, is that going to be a step that does require some effort, but is also, I'm also not pendulum swinging into it that I'm giving up. And I'm also not putting this this pressure on myself to have to be perfect if this would genuinely give me that dopamine boost of knowing that I was making progress and being motivated to make more. So let's do a quick recap and then we'll go over some practical ways that you can actually apply these concepts. The first one is to recognize that it's only cheating if you have this goal of being perfect. Shift your focus from this being right or wrong and being binary that's something that you can get 100% or you fail to being something that is a journey. And so if you look at it and you ask yourself what does progress look like for me specifically from my situation and progress is just something that requires me to to make conscious effort. It requires me to do, go a bit further than I think I can go. And it requires that I don't give up. And if I do that, then I can be successful. Not just on a level where over time I build trust in myself, but on a very, very granular, practical, reducing calories level. Because if I eat two sleeves of Oreos, and I normally eat two sleeves of Oreos, plus order pizza, plus have five glasses of wine, plus do that for a week, then I'm going to be eating far less calories. So ask yourself... Not so much how do I cheat because it's not right or wrong or do I need to cheat but how can I always do the best thing that I can and that that's going to look different in different situations. Secondly, breaking those all in or all out patterns so that you can actually build trust with yourself. And so this is all, it's all a very similar thing, but it's recognizing that you don't want to make pendulum swing decisions. You don't want to be all in or all out. You want to be asking yourself, what's the next best thing that I could do? What is something that is going to break this pattern or this binary thinking? And recognizing that in different situations, that is going to look different. And it's going to look different for different people as well it's recognizing that the tortoise always gets to the goal because he just keeps going. So you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be amazing. You just have to keep putting one step in front of the other. So you can ask yourself, what does that look like in any given moment? And really, you're the only filter for this because you're where you are is your own goalpost. No one else's goalpost matters. No one else's starting point matters, just yours. And then lastly, really having that Question or really getting clear like, is this something that I can do for the rest of my life? Is this actually sustainable? Is this, am I feeling full? Am I feeling satisfied? Am I making more progress with my habits? Is this feeling like something that is actually going to be healthy for me to do long term? That's the biggest filter because if you can't do it for 20 years, then your results are not going to last that long either. You don't get to just lose the weight and then go back to how you're eating now. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You're going to have to maintain it. You're going to have to keep doing what you're doing now in order to maintain the weight that you're losing. Some practical ways that I like to do this is the first one's a mindset that we use inside Alena Plants, which is just a next best decision. So everything that we talked about is, in terms of just making a, a slightly better decision. One that leads you in the right direction. It's directional. It's not right or wrong. It's just a focus on an improvement and progress. And so just literally asking yourself like what is the next best thing that I can do? Because there will be times where you want to go and get the burger. And you will be like I'm going to either get the burger or I'm going to eat that gross salad that I made at home. You're not going to eat the gross salad. If you've had like a super stressful day at work, like maybe you will, but probably not at this point. At some point, yes, right? When you've built that mental muscle, but instead of throwing in the towel and just getting the burger, you want to ask yourself, well, if I'm not going to eat the salad, what's the next best thing that I could do? What's something that I'm actually going to conceivably do? It's not giving up. And so that might look like having broccoli with a side of pizza. It might like be getting the burger but getting the veggie burger if you're not currently on a plant-based diet. Instead of getting fries, you get the salad. Maybe you cook up some potatoes and you eat that with your burger. You eat the potatoes before. You one of the things that we did when we were at Disney World is we had potatoes and we took them with us. We still were going to eat some processed food in there, but we had potatoes at the start of the day and I had a big Starbucks like sugary Starbucks coffee with a potato. And so I'm always asking the question for myself, like, how can I make things better? And when I think about better, it's really just, is it more filling? Has it got more vegetables? And is it lower in calorie density? Because if it's those three things, then overall, my calories are kind of come down. And overall, I'm going to be able to be more consistent with my diet. Because if it's more filling, then I'm going to be less likely to eat tons of it. So if I'm going to have like ice cream, for example, if I have that with fruit, then i'm less likely to eat more ice cream if i'm full and satisfied from a meal i'm going to be less likely to binge later on in the day if i eat a good breakfast and there's been and it's like low in calorie density and it was delicious and it was enjoyable and it was really filling then i'm most likely not going to be as snacky as if i'm like you know what i'm going to skip i'm going to skip right now because i i, I ate something naughty hope you can hear the quotation marks the night before like that's not going to really help me to build my behavior and build the habits that I want to I want to um actually have that are going to propel me forward and so with that as well like this is another way to think about cheat meals or when you do have you do have times where you've eaten something that is not super con- helpful in terms of getting you closer to your goals then it's still asking that same set of questions like is this behavior helping me to move Closer to my goals. Is this progress for me? Is this, is this building habits that I want to have? Is this building that those muscles that I want to, that I want to actually cultivate? And so I, I'm always thinking about this in terms of, does this move me in terms of the direction of the person I want to be, closer to that person or further away? So if you do have a binge, it's going to happen. If you do have a blowout, it's going to happen. How do you respond to that? The next day, are you going and restricting? Or does the person that you want to be have a consistent breakfast every day? Like, does the person that you want to be think short-term, oh, I need to make up for this? Or are they more concerned with building habits? I'll tell you right now, they're more concerned with building habits. So build consistency in your habits. Ask yourself how you can improve in your habits and your behaviors, and you cannot help but be successful. It might take a while. It does take a while, but you're going to get there. The other thing that I always think about with using the next best mindset is in those moments, like when success is looking different than a plate of potatoes and a plate of broccoli, I'm making comfort meals. I make creamy curries. I make creamy pastas. I make things that are slightly heavier. Um, I put more like cashew cream in them. I will be like a bit more decadent with like the sauces that I have. I'll have more avocado. I'll make things like a little bit more enjoyable for me so I feel like I'm treating myself again like I don't feel like that's it's more decadent but it's not a cheat because I haven't I didn't have to I don't have to get a hundred percent like I'm aiming for like I don't even want to use an analogy of of numbers I don't even say like I'm losing I'm aiming for 80 because I'm not I'm not aiming for a goal I'm aiming for better like I'm aiming for improvement so if I know hey I'm gonna go and order pizza right now. I'm gonna pick up the phone and get the Domino's app and like order a pizza, a greasy pizza, to my door. If I know that that's what I'm gonna do because that's my pattern of behavior, and that's what I always do, then me actually making a homemade pizza is an improvement. So this is where it comes back to like, what's your starting point? That's where you go from. You don't have to. You don't have to go from any other start point. So making some meals that are a little bit more decadent um, and I've got quite a few that I actually use and I've put them on my YouTube channel as well. I've got like the creamy pastas and I've got some curries that I use. Um, Typically, if you combine something a bit more fatty with carbs and salt, it's going to taste like freaking fantastic. So there's that. I also do do desserts as well. And there's a couple of things that I found really helpful here is I make it an event. So coming back to like those concepts that we talked about, if something's an event, it's not a cheat because you you don't plan. Well, I mean, I guess you can plan to cheat, but it's it's actually on plan. Like it's actually something that is positive. So that's actually something that if you make something an event, you've got delayed gratification because you don't do it right then and there. You don't sit at the, or you don't stand in the pantry with your kid's like banging on the door. Mom, where are you? Mom, what are you eating? And like shove chocolate into your face. Like that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about thinking about, hey, like it's my birthday coming up or it's like this. I know I'm going to go and have a few drinks or I know what I'm going to order at this restaurant. And I'm going to make the best decision that I can. I'm going to make an empowered, improved choice. And when someone does offer me cake and it's not part of that empowered choice, that's an impulse decision. I'm going to say no. So you're actually making it an event when it comes to having something that is not as helpful for you to lose weight. The other thing is making it take a while and this comes back to sustainability because if, you, if you've if you made something an event, if you're going to have like so what I would do is I'll have a cup of tea um, and then I'll normally have like a little cookie or something like that and I find that when I do that it's I'm much more I'm much less likely to go back and have more because I I draw that out. So it feels really, really enjoyable and like I can make an I, I make a thing of it. And then I make it special as well. So that those times they they actually feel like something like positive for me. And they feel like something empowered. They don't feel like I've just like they're completely out of my control. Like I put, I do put some, I wouldn't say rules, but I put principles around them. And so the principles that I put is like, is this, is this a decision where I've completely given up? Or am I like making empowered choices here? And so when I was on my trip in America recently, I, I don't just like leave it up to the moment to make a decision. Like I'm making prior decisions. I'm planning things as I go. And so I had, this kind of loose system where I knew I was going to get veggies and I was going to cook microwave potatoes and I would, like I had some hummus and some, I had some other things that I was going to do for breakfast and lunches and then I knew that most nights I was going to get something I was going to get some kind of takeout or I was going to go to a restaurant or I was going to eat out and so I would plan that in I knew that I wasn't going to have restaurant food and donuts every single meal Like I had some kind of filter so that when I did go and have that, not only did I enjoy it more, it was also something where I'm like, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of a sacrifice here and there where this is an, um, this is an improvement on what I would do. This is like, this is part of the plan. It's not a cheat. Take this with a grain of salt in that where you are coming from is going to determine your level of success. Where your starting point is, is going to be what helps you to either lower calories or raise them and this is why everyone's journey is so individual and this is why like for us like the most important thing that we work with with our clients is looking at where your habits are now and then helping you to make improvements on them we've got these we've got things we know that will help you to see results like if you eat vegetables and you eat more vegetables than you normally eat will eat if you eat less calorie density Like less foods that are calorie dense than you normally would. You will see results. And this is the same. If you make improvements in binging and cheating and all these other things that normally derail you, pendulum swinging behavior, then you will actually see results. But you've got to ask that question, is this actually something that is helpful for me personally? Because for a lot of people in stages of their weight loss, like going out and doing what I did on my holiday... Well, my trip, I should say it wasn't really a holiday, is going to actually cause you to gain weight. Like if you were to eat out like once a day, that's gonna cause you to gain weight. Right? But again, like if you would normally be on holiday and you would normally gain like 10 kilos, 20 pounds, and you go, you know what, like I'm I, I'm stoked because I only gained three, like that's a win. <laughs> like that's something like, that is actually positive. So it all comes down to where you where you were starting from. I also like to make things single serve because that just makes it a whole lot easier to say no and stop at one as opposed to um, having having something that is, you're just more tempted because you've made a decision prior to that. Like you've made a decision when you're at the shops or when you when you purchase that item that there was like, it was one thing. Like you didn't buy the big bag, you bought one. Or um, like you, most of the time with single serves, it, it's just that little bit of barrier that... Makes it harder to go and eat more. So that's another thing that I end up doing. The biggest thing that I want to put out with this or that I really want you to take away is that I I don't use words like cheating. I don't use words like naughty. I don't see food as binary. I don't call food good or bad. And because I don't do that, I allow myself to focus on things that are helping me make progress. And I got to tell you that sometimes that looks different to others. Like sometimes for me, like that does look like if I, if my habits have slipped, if I've just been, you know, I've been busy and I've like allowed things to slip and I've been eating like bread and I like desserts most night, I still am asking myself, hey, like what does improvement look like for you, Charles? They're having a hot chocolate and like having like one little cookie for me while I build my habits back up might look like an improvement. There's other times when I'm really strict with my diet. And it's normal for me to say no. And then that, it would be a regression if I was to start having a cookie and hot chocolate every night. So it's a lot more nuanced. And this is my biggest problem with this idea of like cheat meals. Is that, it's this idea that getting where you want to go is binary. It's not. It's directional. It's moving in in the way that gets you closer to your goals. And this also frees you up to make decisions Without them having to be the right decisions. And I talked about this in the last episode as well. Not having to make things perfect. Because I think a lot of us just are so crippled in being able to make decisions. Because we're constantly trying to make the right ones. Instead of tr- actually asking yourself, like, does this move me closer? Is this the right direction? Is this one step? And then being okay with that, not being perfect. And then just moving forward. Forward momentum is so flippin' powerful. If we can stop the pendulum swing, if we can stop the stop starts, the cheatings, the all-day binging, the week-longs, the starting on Monday, the New Year's resolutions, if we can stop that and we can just make small, consistent progress towards our goals, like the tortoise, we're going to get there so much faster. So I hope that you can use some of these principles. I hope that this concept... Um, of just thinking about things more nuanced and asking yourself what progress looks like for you, how to make next best choices, um, how to how to think creatively about making better decisions. I hope that you found this helpful. I'd love to hear um, anything practical that you're going to take away from it um, and yeah go and go and crush it go and crush it one tiny little step at a time and I'll see you next week for another episode and one little plug here because I don't do ads because I want this to be super valuable for you in saying that though if you do need help with implementing it if you're sick of going on this yo-yo cycle where you're dieting and you're trying to make changes but it's been a few months or a few years or for some people here a few decades and it's not actually changing and what you're hearing in this podcast is resonating with you and you're seeing hey like you're finding yourself nodding and you're finding yourself going, Hey, like I think that she's actually talking to me. I probably am. Like honestly, because I've had this conversation many, many times with many of our clients. And when you get support from someone who is invested in your success and you get environmental changes and you learn these tools that are going to actually help you to change your behavior, then it's inevitable that change happens. It's just a matter of time. Like that's literally all it is. It's just not stopping and starting. So if you want extra help and you want to know um, how to make that happen, we'd love to help you. We'd love to to talk to you about how we can make that happen. Hop on a free consult with us, see if you're a good fit for working in our program, um, and whether that's something that makes sense to move forward with. All right. So you can see you can see the link in the description if you um, if it makes sense for you to stop the yo-yo cycle and and actually make this your year where you get to your goal weight. Or very darn close to it. Or build habits at least. If you have a ton of weight to lose. I cannot guarantee you're going to lose it. In the next four or five months. Or however flippin quick this year has gone. Already in June. Which is wild. Alright. This really is goodbye. I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye.